With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to episode number 39 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. And I'm James Hansel. And together we are TTM Sports. In tonight's episode, we're going to delve into the question that's really trending around the football world at the moment. And it's about Paris Saint-Germain. Are they the new Galacticos? It is a question which has been asked a lot over the last few weeks. Um, obviously, with the signing of Messi, of course, um, added to the star-studded lineup they've already got. Mm. You know, I said I said they were like the modern-day Harlem Globetrotters, or I compared them to the uh, the Chicago Bulls side of the mid '90s. You know, Jordan, Pippin, um, Rodman, Rodman, Rodman all, all the guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a good comparison to make, and 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 also you've got the you've got the little backdrop now of the Jordan kit you know modeled with the, with the collar and the shorts are similar to the old balls kit as well same design so there's a lot of parallels but we the galacticos we're kind of thinking of james obviously is is sort of the uh the mid noughties real madrid side when they were signing up ronaldo figo beckham zidane you know that was the original Galacticos. Yeah, I can name them now, really. You know, you had Casillas in goal, you you had at the back Roberto Carlos at left back, you know, Raul up front. But the problem and the fundamental flaw of that Galacticos team was you had six or seven elite world class players, probably seven of the top 
14 players in world football or seven of the top 10 maybe at the time mm. um, and obviously Ronaldo joined as well but they had both Ronaldos and, um, they, had Ke- and they had Kaká as well yeah but I mean the original 2003 Galactico team yeah Exactly. Um, yeah. it, the problem that they had is that they had all these players, but it was offset. So you would have someone like Fernando Gago in there on £15,000 a week, where you would look across the dressing room and you'd have David Beckham. You know, the, the best the best one um, was uh, Guti Hernando. Oh, no, yeah, what? Massively underrated player, probably on pittance compared to David Beckham. But when you look at the actual achievements and overall on the pitch probably did himself real justice. I think the Galactico project by Fiorentino Pere was more financial and it was more marketability. So in terms of David Beckham, no one gets near him, does he? So from a financial standpoint, if you know now that the, the Galactico signings at Real Madrid, they're usually one or two, the latest being Eden Hazard. Um, but back to PSG, I mean, the story starts, doesn't it, in, in 2011. Now, the Colony Capital Company, Tamim bin Hamman Althani, who is the ruler of Qatar, he's been PSG's owner since 2011, and he did it through a state-run shareholding organization called Qatar Sports Investments, which is QSI. They are actually a subsidiary of Qatar's Southern Wealth Fund. Now, what that means is QSI are basically the Qatari state, in effect, um, they are an offshoot of the state, so they're backed by the state. So they're a subsidiary of Qatar's Sovereign Wealth Fund, and they're called the Qatari Investment Authority, which is the QIA. So now, QS- what, what you um, sorry, yeah. just to butt in. What you need to remember about that that moment in time as well. That was around the time that Qatar had just been awarded the 2022 World Cup as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, it was it was sort of them stamping their mark on you know big time elite football. Yeah, I mean, obviously June 2011 that happened and then they become the the sole shareholders in March 2012, a year later. So obviously they've got the foot in the door and then the year later they've completely taken taken on the reins of the club. Now, they're the only one of its kind. Um, Manchester City are not state run, are they? They're part of the City Football Group, which you could... Is it funneled through the same channels via back doors? We don't know. We won't speculate on our podcast. You can make that decision for yourself. Well, but, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to go on record, yeah. as I have done in the past, with my yeah. um, dis, displeasure, dis, whatever you want to call it, with, with you know, M- Middle Eastern money. Um, we had this discussion with regards to the, the location for the, the Joshua Fury fight. Mm, um, mm. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, to me, as a football purist, it just smacks of blood money. It just, you know, it's auctioning off assets to the highest bidders. And, and yeah, of course, PSG is a lovely place to be at the moment. It's Paris, it's beautiful. You've got the Eiffel Tower backdrop. It was very clever. It was very, very clever uh, business sense. I mean, Nasser Al-Khalifi, he's the guy that you see presenting the players. He's the face of of the... I wouldn't... They're not a regime, for goodness sake. They're, you know, the normal... uh, In my opinion, he's a normal guy, um, you know. And he's obviously been the president. But did you know Al-Thani, who's the owner... He actually has the final word on every major decision of the club. I mean, he's the chairman of QIA and obviously the founder of QSI. So, I mean, from there, PSG have always looked to bring in high-profile players. 
Now, James, obviously, some of the high-profile players that they've brought in um, started off with, with, with King Zlatan. Yeah, so I've got to sort of split it up into different uh, phases of, of this Galactico side. So mm. initially, straight off the bat, the, the real statement signings, they went out and they got themselves Ibrahimovic and Thiago Silva in the same transfer window, both from AC Milan, who at the time, you would have said, were a far superior footballing power at the mm. time. Obviously, mm. obviously, the tide has turned for them a little bit um, up and down since then. But at the time, you know, for, for PSG to go out and buy AC Milan's two best players, that was, you know, madness, really. Well, that they haven't the recovered, back. have they? Uh, uh, that was off the back of a Scudetto as well. So um, uh, so that was the first phase, and I put Beckham in that bracket as well, because obviously Beckham was there around the sort of early PSG team. You know, David Beckham would have never played for PSG in pre-any of this, this pre-any of the money, would he? You know? Beckham wouldn't have gone and played there to see how his, his final final you know, half a year of his yeah, the swan song. I mean, he actually played for PSG for free, and I think it was more of a of a of a, of a statement by Beckham as well to say, look, he, he's played for PSG, this massive powerhouse that's been built. He couldn't play for Manchester City. You never know. They say he gave his money to charity, but then again, through marketability alone, he probably got image rights. So you know, from there, the yeah, shirt sales and all sort of things would have been going on. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. The sentiment was 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 good from Beckham, obviously class act throughout his career to be fair you can't argue it he is the um, number one legend of of our podcast and the ttm sports show he is the he is the grand master isn't he david beckham yeah we, we love beckham on the TTM untouchable show. yeah of course of course david beckham uh hope, hope he's well wherever he is but um yeah um so that would have been the first bracket i would say and that's that was more of yeah okay because because let's be honest winning the they won the seven titles in a row didn't they from that point pretty much um until Monaco won it in 2016, was it? Yeah, that's um, right. Because they had investment too, didn't they? Monaco did. Yeah, they. Yeah, the, the, to be fair, that was possibly before PSG because they went out and they signed um, the likes of Fabinho, Bernardo Silva. They had, uh, you know, they, they had Mbappe, a young Mbappe as well. He is a Monaco. Hammers, well, he is, he's actually Parisian, isn't he? Mbappe. They went out, out before and they had, um, you know, they signed Radamel Falcao. They signed Hamas Rodriguez off the back of 2014 World Cup. So they they were sort of going toe-to-toe for a while. But I think, you know, back back to back to these phases of the Galacticos. So from there, then you've got to get 2017. And they go out and they get Neymar and Mbappe, Di Maria. A couple of years later, they get Jean-Louis Buffon in for a year, you know. Just and it's all about status. It's all about look at these players. It's these world stars being associated in, in a PSG kit, uh, being able to use their marketing. You know, they they must be making an absolute fortune. Bearing in mind, this is in the, um, you know, in the French league, which is. You well, know. the French league itself. Before we go, before we go back on with with, with your bit, um, with, with with your bit. So, just want to finish off this financial bit quickly. Um, obviously, in into the French league, the French league were were stated for this season to actually have a TV deal, uh, one of the biggest in the world, next to the Premier League, and it collapsed. It collapsed heavily. Now, it's it's no coincidence that I think Monaco put their eggs in the basket of of that TV deal, and the the the, the chairman at the time began to step away from the club. Um, you you've got to look. Look at the, the the sponsorship deals alone for PSG are unbelievable. I mean, you've got the Qatar Tourism Authority, clever, really, really, really clever. Um, and then obviously Nike, a core have come in to replace Emirates, and obviously Air Jordan. But to be fair, 
Um, but prior to the Qatar buyout, did you know how much the club, uh, their cumulative losses were? 300, yeah, yeah, 300 million euros they were in the in the red. Um, so obviously they've cleared that instantly. So I, I think unbelievable uh, money that they have. And then the infrastructure in the stadium as well. Um, when you saw the drone footage for the Messi unveiling, yeah. it went through, yeah, it you could tell serious work had gone on there in the Park of Princes. Yeah, and it's a lovely stadium as well, you have to say. Um, small, small though. Yeah, small, I mean, what's it, about 45,000, something mm. like that? I, I would think, surely I'd be looking if, if their owners, you know, down the line, if they ever leave the Parc de Princes, get, get, get the one across the road, Saint-Denis, the one that they used for the 1998 World Cup final. Uh, it's Stade de France. Yeah, yeah, Saint Denis is the you know official. Uh, it was the district in Paris. Sorry, that was uh, I saw it once when I was very young in Paris, going to the top of the Eiffel Tower with my father. I actually wore uh, a Liverpool green away kit in two thousand and one, and that's when we played Deportivo Alaves in the uh, in the UEFA Cup final, into which we won five four. And I remember that stadium; it was huge. Yeah, but yeah, that, no, you're right. They should down the line. I mean, they, I. I don't know why they don't play there, or maybe they could look to expand the Parc de Prince because you know that is the that is the home. But I can guarantee you the infrastructure and everything around it, and and I I bet it's top notch. Not that I've never been, I'd love to go. Do you know um, how many clubs are in the world um, that are actually more valuable than PSG? As they're the richest, aren't they? They're the richest club in the world. Would you say it's them and Manchester City? Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so now right now yes if you'd have put your eggs in the basket absolutely you would wouldn't you um so the world's richest football club not richest um most valuable football club okay um is fc barcelona yeah but has that has that figure been done before or after messi it was the 19th of uh, of may there you go. Um, so that's that's with messi so you look at that table now, and Barcelona, Barcelona are, in, are in the absolute shit. Uh, that's a podcast in itself. What's happening? What's happening to Barcelona at the moment? Oh, I do have an updated one. Real Madrid, um, um, they they are now back to number one again at one point two seven six. It says million euros. I would say that's billion. Um, with Barcelona at one point two six six, but after that, still no Paris Saint Germain. It's still not Paris Saint-Germain. It goes down to Manchester United in third place, followed by Manchester City in fourth place. And then we go to Germany, over to Munich, in fact, for the fifth place. And then Liverpool Football Club uh, in sixth. They are the sixth most valuable football club in the world. And then you have PSG in seventh, followed to round at the top ten of May as well as we're here, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal. So obviously Arsenal now are really falling at a rate of knots, but that's another podcast itself. But PSG, seventh seventh in the world. And I can tell you now, all the money in the world won't instantly bring you to the top. What ultimately does this is, is historical value and, and mm. you know genuine illustrious history within the game. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree with that. I, I think Barcelona and Real Madrid, you know, uh, they are the two top clubs in the world. I, I don't mean there's any denying that. No. Really. E even as Englishmen, we can sit here, we can probably say in world football. If you want to play for anyone, if they come up to you in the street, you'd say your club in England. But if they say anybody else, you would say Real Madrid or Barcelona. I don't care who you are. You and this, would... is, this is the issue now with, with money in football. 
in general where you know you can have cash it's cash and and that's that's really what it's all about now you know there, there shouldn't be a, a a moment in this universe ever where Lionel Messi who is Barcelona's greatest ever player um he's scored the most goals 700 odd goals he's played probably one of the most amount of games he is literally their best ever player and he wanted to stay so why has he now ended up at PSG I'll I know tell you why. why there's the finan- the financial issues but this is what I'm talking about with money and football um from a, again I'm talking about being a football purist what would you rather see would you rather see Messi go and play for PSG for two years now rip it up every week against Socho and, and mm. Evian mm. and you know, Greek you know, yeah yeah you know it, it is what it is it's a farmer's league yeah, he isn't going to be. You cannot. You cannot say to me. You know, you're going to be playing. Um, okay, let's just say a typical Spanish team. You know, you're going to be going to Sociedad away, or you're going to go Detroit's away. Yeah. It's, it's very, very much different. But back to the nature at hand. I mean, that's how that's how the club is is set up. And we've spoke about the financial where they sit in the world in terms of financial. Uh, I don't know illustriousness. If you could, if you want to say that, and where the money's coming from, but. The main reason for this podcast is, are they now the new Galacticos? And obviously, with their signings over the summer, which, may I add, may I add, they haven't had to pay a real transfer fee for. Okay, Hakimi was around 60 million euros. The rest of them, free. Yeah, but are they free, though? And, and this is something which, which I've been sort of trying to... Is trying the money coming from Qatar direct to their accounts? a big it's a big question serious question isn't it it's a big question to ask but what what it, what it is it's it's possibly the way modern football is going to go you know another player why now in the peak of his career um playing at liverpool about to have another crack at the premier league title potentially a good shot you know realistically liverpool are going to be there or thereabouts this season in all competitions or um but it's money it ends up at psg yeah but also in the process, so he's turned down Liverpool, didn't want to sign a new contract there. He was at the table with Barcelona, ready to go. They would have signed mm. him. Mm. With they Depay, Koeman, De Jong. PSG, they've doubled his wages. Yeah, I mean, you know, money talks. Money talks, and, and that's how it is. And it's exactly the same with Ramos. Real Madrid probably offered him a contract. PSG would have said, oh, I would give you a lot more than that. And he's gone back to Real Madrid and gone, well, they're going to pay me this. I don't really want to go. I'd happily stay. And they've gone, oh, sorry, we can't match it. So PSG, again, they've blown Real Madrid and Barcelona out of the water. It's, it's, both their captains. I was just about to say, both the captains of the biggest football yeah. clubs in the world have signed for one club, PSG. I think the Super League has got a lot to do with the timing of this as well. I think um, because obviously they got, what was not it, 1.1 billion pound down payment each club of the 12 from the Super League. Well, therefore, that's Barcelona's money when you've sorted. Everyone's money worries are sorted. The players get the contracts that they want. It's as you, it's as you are. But also on the other side of that coin, now it's collapsed. You know, it, it's quite funny that the the clubs that still remain are Juventus, Barcelona, and Real Madrid because they, they went to the High Court the other day and they're thinking about the resurrecting that plan down the line. Yeah, I mean Barcelona and Real Madrid, um, you know, they're being sanctioned, aren't they, by by La Liga and Juventus? With, uh, yeah, so that there is, you know, our English clubs have got away scot free. Well, we, well, we, well, they got seven million pound fine, 
uh, and and you know, well to Liverpool and Tottenham, um, you know the way we follow uh, or try to. Um, but but also what you have to remember is as well is the English clubs, uh, Atletico Madrid, um, and a couple of the Italian clubs have actually now been uh, accepted back into the UEFA European Clubs Association. Yeah, because they all chose to leave. Real Madrid yeah. and Barcelona events never had. They really, technically they're still in it. When's it? I don't know when it started, but they're, they're yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll uh, play. <laughs> yeah, they can come down and play against Froome Town uh, in the European Super League. You come down once every four weeks and batter them. Yeah. Um, not that I want to see Froome get battered, but anyway. well, dodgy hamstring. But I'll I'll, I'll play. <laughs> Just so oh, I could I dive know. against Ramos and win the free kick. I guarantee I you, if I played against PSG, I could win a free kick. It wouldn't be wouldn't be Ramos though, so on the PSG. And this is the point I will get to that PSG they never never anything to do with that European Super League. They were never part of it. They were never involved. They maybe were invited or whatever. Of course, um, they were invited. They would have been invited, but they but they never they never even entered the discussion. Same as Bayern Munich, and you have to take so, your hat off to them as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bayern Munich, but but Bayern Munich would have been for historical principle. You know, German people are very proud and they're very traditional. And, and well, so are we. So are we. Yeah. The problem is, is we're not owned yeah. by by our own nation. That's no. what makes the Barcelona and Real Madrid one and the Italian one more difficult to stomach. Yeah, but these are you know, it, it, footballs run differently in Spain and and in Italy than it is in this country. Mm. You know, you just can't compare the way the clubs are owned and everything else. Um, it just doesn't. You know, start in lineup, James. Start in lineup next season for Paris Saint Germain. Do you want me to run it through off the top of my head? I think I think it can pick itself, but yeah, we'll we'll go. Bonnarumma in goal. Yeah. Yeah. Free transfer. Loads of money. Left Real Madrid under a massive cloud. Massive cloud uh, because he tried to call the bluff, didn't he? Raiola and um, Macy Milan said, well, we'll go and sign the little goalkeeper. You're out. And they've stuck to their guns. So he has yeah. gone there. Um, they don't need a goalkeeper now for at least 15 years. Um, so that's Donnarumma in goal. Hakimi uh, making the move from Internazionale uh, for around 60 million euros at right back. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, excellent. But, but he's a player that's, that's actually, he's played one season he hasn't played more than one season at a club for for as long as I can remember. He broke in at Real Madrid. He went to Dortmund for the year, um, and then he went to Inter for a year. He was year. good at Dortmund, and, I must admit. He was good at Dortmund. Yeah, he was good. He, he, he was he was okay. Mate, actually, um, I remember him playing in a Champions League game for Real Madrid at um, the Bernabeu mm. when Tottenham Tottenham went there. We drew one all. Um, Serge Aurier gave away a penalty, obviously, um, and we hung on hung on at the Bernabeu and drew one all. And he played right back for him. And it was um, Hakimi and, and Bale was in front of him. Well, there you go. Um, you know, I think, uh, look, Hakimi, good signing into the middle. Um, before we get to the big, big, big money signing, Marquinhos, um, unbelievable player. I believe he is actually the captain of PSG. Um, took over from Thiago Silva. He is a Brazil international. He's in the prime of his career. Um, I think he's also one of the world's will. best defenders. Yeah, he is. He's a He's excellent. He also plays uh, in in DM as well. At times, you'll see him, you'll yeah, see him playing in the mid in the middle of midfield as well for them. When you know Champions League and things like that. I mean, how much so, is he worth to buy on the market? COVID yeah. era market. If you if you who if you Liverpool. Mm. If you Liverpool, eighty million. Yeah, I would so, say. You know, then then we go to Sergio Ramos. Enough said. Um, free transfer, unbelievable. Sergio, Sergio Ramos is the greatest centre half since 
Puyol in terms of being the world's best centre half. I think Van Dijk will have something to say about that currently. Van Dijk will now pick the Van Dijk will now pick up the torch. Yeah, um, from from the yeah, but yeah, yeah, separate Um, issue again. I mean, and to complete the defence, they've got a couple of options. You could have Pascal Kimpembe. I think he's a liability, actually. I think he's lucky yeah, to be in that well. team. Uh, he, I think he was lucky to be in the France team. Yeah, and Bernat. instead of Umtiti at the Euros. And yeah, Bernat, good player. But he's actually a good player, but is he is he a Galactico? And is that the next stage? Will it be maybe a... Well, United have got Alex Sellers, haven't they? Um, you know, who, who's the best left-back in the world at the moment? Could you argue uh, and say Luke Shaw could potentially make a move to Paris Saint-Germain? It, it, he would make them better if they mm. signed him. But would he want... I, I just don't think it, it's a move that he would make. I could see... I could see somebody like a Ben Chilwell going there. Well, well I think, you know... I think, I, he, I think he fancies himself a bit more. Like, yeah, he would probably go over there. Well, he can't even get in the Chelsea team at the minute. And by all accounts, I don't think he can get in the reserve team. Um, so... That's a defence. I'm, I'm not a fan of Chilwell. Just I think we're very comfortable on the ball, but you're a Tottenham fan, you would say that. I mean, you know, I would just hope Andy Robertson, who is the world's best left back in my opinion, um, you know, or one of them, he could genuinely go there and do a good job. Um, oh yeah, he'd be excellent if you went to PSG. So that, so that defence, Donnarumma in goal, um, Italy goalkeeper, Hakimi uh, right back, Bernat at left back. That's that's your weak point there. Uh, and then, obviously, the two world-class defenders in Sergio Ramos and Marquinhos uh, in the centre of their defence. Now we move up into the midfield. Marco Verratti, uh, one of the world's top central midfielders. Would you would you agree with that statement? Yes, he is. Although I think he's been overtaken now by Jorginho as being the uh, best Italian. Italian. Yeah, that pains me as a Spurs fan, but he is one player that I do like. Market value for him? Uh, for 50. Verratti. 50-60. He seems to have been there forever, doesn't he? So, He's only um, 28. Yeah, I think he, he he might be one of the ones which would maybe, if someone like a Pogba was signed, I think he would make He would be the main wait, wait. Yeah. And then Genie Wijnaldum, James. Genie Wijnaldum. Genie Wijnaldum, as you know, obviously I'm not a Liverpool fan. I, I, I hear all about Liverpool all the time for yourself. But Genie Wijnaldum's a player um, I've always liked. I've always I liked him when he was at um, PSV. Um and Newcastle, I liked him when he was at Newcastle. He was he was player of the year in 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 the Eredivisie before he went to Newcastle, and he only did a year at Newcastle. And he in a relegated side, he was with Sissoko, with Sissoko at the time. Yeah, um, so he he yeah he's he's a brilliant player. To be fair, I I think you might not miss his loss initially at Liverpool because you've started well, you've had a decent preseason, um, you seem to have got your your centre midfielders back and fit, Keita. Oxley Chamberlain, uh, you know, you're still getting a tune out of Milner. But I think when it really comes down to it, when it really counts, Chris Henderson and Fabinho will take it on, or Thiago, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, I think, but... <laughs> I, I think he's a big miss. Of course, he is. Yeah, absolutely. It does sting a little bit where he attacked the fans as well um, on social media and said it was the fans that forced him out of the club and not money. Yeah. That was really disappointing, actually. Um, and that sort of soured that move as a Liverpool fan. I think it's disappointed a lot of people at the club, but that's another yeah. another no, story yeah, altogether. No, I, I, um, I because he, to be fair, they took a punt on him when they signed him from Newcastle, yeah. and uh, they gave him the platform to become a world-class player. He needs to remember that, in my opinion. Yeah, good man. And and then obviously, I mean, this attacking quartet, um, and I will call it a quartet. I mean, this is my my personal opinion. Um, Angel Di Maria, 
plays. Um, I think on his day, he's one of the best. Um, I, I, do you know what? Di Maria was brilliant at Real Madrid when they won when they won La Decima and all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he did nothing at Man United, um, and he's another one for me who's a little bit on the gravy train at PS, PSG. And he's he's done there. well there, though. His statistics yeah, at PSG have been fantastic. Yeah, he's done. He has done well. He has done well. But again, he's another one that's gone there. He's banging in fifteen goals a season against you know Valenciennes and and uh, whoever Lons. Not that these aren't good sides and Nantes, but you know they're not even Premier League quality. Really, some of these, mm. you know, they're Championship quality. Some of those sides. And then James, um, let's go. Let's let's leave the big one till the end. Um, and and the young pup, we'll leave him second to last. We'll go Neymar next. Uh, obviously, unbelievable. That was the one. I think that was the moment we realised in world football that they're serious. They're not only serious, they're majorly serious with La Liga coming in to try and stop the move to protect the integrity of uh, Spanish football, which ultimately failed. Yeah, I mean, there's no integrity left in Italian, uh, in uh, Spanish football if they carry on the way they're going. But, um, yeah, Neymar, I'm, I'm not a fan. Never have been. Attitude? Attitude. Again, mate, uh, look, I talk about it all the time. It's one of my biggest pet peeves mm. about players. And it's attitude. I would take James Milner all day long over Neymar. Oof. And I mean that. I mean that. I would take Mo Salah over Neymar no, um, I, for I, attitude. I'm sorry, but I just I don't like his attitude. He, you know, you look at how many games he's played for. Um, it was it was a thing I saw, and he's he's played less games for PSG than Pedri has played this season, if you include the Olympics. Oh wow! Okay, so you think and he's, he's milking it? He's been there since 2017. He went there to win the Ballon d'Or at the moment. He's only winning the Ballon Nisor. So, look, uh, you know, the I think ballon, it's the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or, absolutely. That's a different no, podcast no, all on its own. Two hundred ninety-five million pounds. As a Liverpool fan, that triggered off a domino effect, which ended up with us winning the Champions League. So, look, as far as I'm concerned, I thought the deal was fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, Virgil Van Dijk and Philippe Coutinho, and all chucked into that mix, and Alison Becker. The, the the reaches, it, how it involves other clubs, is unbelievable, isn't it? Down the line. Yeah, well, the money has to filter around that. You know, there's 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 money. This time of year, just passing between clubs. They're still paying Liverpool. They're still paying Liverpool now, and they still owe another twenty-five million pounds. They had to yeah. pay Liverpool twenty-five million pounds when when Bayern Munich won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking ridiculous. Um, it's wonderful business from Liverpool. It is. Yeah, you have to say. You have to say. But speaking of wonderful business, I think have they had value for money with Neymar? And you know what? They probably have because they're guaranteed. They filled the stadium every game he plays. Uh, they've probably sold millions and millions and millions of Neymar ten shirts. Merchandise alone. Merchandise alone. So yeah, and 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 they've used p- posters, uh, you know, billboards. He they have the rights to that guy. And but there is another one, James. There's another one. Sorry to cut you up for the for the tenth time on this podcast. I can I can feel the 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 sappingness coming from you. Um, Nike were apparently involved in that deal for Neymar. Um, and then obviously off the field uh, allegations um, meant he's moved to Puma. Um, but Nike were involved with that deal. They then 
do something a bit different in the transfer market in that same window where they loan Kylian Mbappe from Monaco. Yeah. And then made it permanent. And that was, how much was that? Was that 180 million? No, no, no. yeah, yeah, something along those lines, yeah. It was mega, mega money. Have they got value for money from Kylian Mbappe? I'd say a big fat yes on the pitch and off. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because he was, he was a star when they when they bought him already. Well, Liverpool but, were close, but, weren't we? But he hadn't done anything at that point. No. Since they bought Mbappe, which would have been 2017, because it was the year they signed Neymar, he's gone on to win the World Cup, a um, couple of league titles. He's probably been top goal scorer in, in Liga 1 for probably the last four years. Um, he's, he's the best French player at the moment in that he's the best player in that. But well, his next move's huge because he is leaving, isn't he? He wants a fresh challenge, doesn't he? Which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Now Messi's there, he might stay for another season, but his contract's up, yeah. isn't it, at the end of next season? I think he'll stay next season. Um it would, it would do it because he who wouldn't want to play with Messi? And I think mm-hmm. there'll be a, there'll be a gentleman's agreement in place, which we all know aren't worth anything in football, but maybe that he can leave next summer and they might just say, look, we've signed all these players for free. We've paid massive money. Look, we're paying, probably paying Mbappe free 400 grand a week. Minimum. Minimum, yeah, exactly. When everything's said and done. So they'll probably might just say, okay, we'll, we'll leave on good terms, maybe. You know, he, he might come back. Well, there's two clubs in the running for Mbappe, isn't there? There's two clubs. One of them, which is Liverpool, the deal probably wouldn't happen because of the pay, the pay structure at Anfield. From a footballing reason, though, I know that he is genuinely, and we've always spoke about it, the Liverpool fans, because as you know, there is history there. Um, you know, on the yacht going around, uh, oh, sorry, in the in the jet of uh, of the Liverpool FSG chairman uh, in his jet. Um, flying around Monaco with 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 Mbappe and the family, and obviously they elected to go to PSG. And Liverpool were never going to spend 180 million pounds. Not never. We'll, we'll never spend that amount of money unless we get bought out. We did. Sorry, just briefly off topic, talking about football finances. We rejected a bid of over a billion pounds uh, a few short months ago. Uh, Liverpool they rejected 1.1 billion pounds. How much did FSG buy Liverpool for? 120. Um, so. Uh, you know, they rejected it. They know they've got a cash cow in Liverpool. And I think it's about time they put their hands in the pockets. But uh, on another level, I think a destination for Mbappe, if he does leave, will be Real Madrid. Yeah, I think I think that one, yeah. I think I think we're going to see a bit of a change now in, in the way that the transfers, the big transfers are done now. And I think the free transfer is going to become so much more important. In modern football, I, I I think about it like the, the way American sport works. I was just about to say that, yeah. I mean, Jean-Marc Bosman so, set the scene, didn't he? Yeah, but in in America, you know, they, mm. you don't you have transfer fees. They're, they're trading their their trades. You know, you might give them four players and 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 whatever and and that sort of thing. And, and just to give a wild example, like imagine Man United wanted to trade with Man City for Sterling. They might say, "Oh, we'll trade you." I don't know, Bruno Fernandez. We'll trade you, yeah, or we'll trade you the third round uh, spot in in the FA Cup, and we'll, we'll start in the second round, and that sort of thing. Just weird, like that. If football ever gets to that stage, I will officially, officially turn my affiliation to tennis or yeah. boxing. I wouldn't have it. Imagine that trading an FA Cup third round spot for a player. Yeah, yeah, but th- that wouldn't ever happen. No, it's but a disgrace. 
it's just a, like a comparison. But but you could it, the, the money in football is ridiculous now, as we'll talk about in a minute with the, with the, with the mm. main man. But mm. um, football money in football it's too much. And if you don't if you don't like it, then you could support your local club. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, no, it's completely it's agree. It's unavoidable. Completely in agree. Money in football, you know how 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 far can it go? Where PSG are by uh, you know assigning Messi. I mean, let's talk about it. Let's yeah, about let's it. do it. So obviously the last the last uh, piece of the jigsaw so far before they reinforce left back. Um, yeah, I mean, learn on Messi. We know about the situation at Barcelona. We don't need to dig into it. We need to talk about Messi and PSG. Uh, reported wages seventy five million pounds over two years is that right or three yeah, years it's got the option of a third year and so 25 million a year after tax excluding image rights excluding personal deals mm. this man is going to make a fortune yeah he'll make more money in this two or three years at psg than he probably made in the last five years in yeah in yeah Barcelona. will um, he do well will he be a good signing yeah, he'll he'll be great. Wouldn't it be uh, unbelievable if he had a massive injury, massive? Do you, want me, do you want me to demonstrate the power of Messi? There was an interview the other day when they said, "When are you likely to make your debut?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm not quite ready yet. I'll let the club know when I'm ready." Yeah. Now imagine if, um, okay, imagine if. Let me just pick one out for you. If Curtis Jones turned round to Jurgen Klopp and said, uh, "I'll let you know when I'm ready," what do you think that response would be, or any other normal player? Well, it, well, it would be no. We'll tell you when you're ready, uh, because you know you'll be with our medical team, and they'll tell me when you're ready, and then you're ready. And 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 Messi said, "I'll let them know when I'm ready. Maybe a few weeks. I'm they going on holiday." They don't care because they've got him. Yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll just let him chill out in Paris for a bit, take him to some nice dinners. You know, let him settle in, sort out his apartment and all that. And when he's ready, sort of, you know, a couple of weeks, done a bit of training here and there, they'll say, right, off you go. And then he'll just play them forever. So I think fair enough. You know, the guy's been flat out. He's been at the Copper America. Could you imagine that, though, James, being in a position to say, I want four weeks off, uh, obviously fully paid, um, to give the house that you're buying me? Um, You know, it's as simple as that, isn't it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you as who has four weeks off. To be fair, um, another player who can turn around and just say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harry Kane can just. just he say, didn't board the flight, and I think that is the biggest indicator yet that something is indeed happening. I thought he would def- when they said he'd definitely be on the flight. I thought, yeah, because he wouldn't be cup tied. If I was, you know, sixty forty and him leaving, that's how close it got. Um, the the revelation today that he's not travelled uh, to that Europa League match in Portugal against Pacos Ferreira, um, that's just made it eighty twenty to me. No, I don't. I don't think. Oh no, come on! No. What? What? Who's to say that he's ready? He might not be fit. He's Daniel Levy, as far as I'm concerned, he needs to act now because if he is going to sell him and he's playing coy to get an extra fifteen million pound and take it up to one hundred and sixty five or whatever, he's got to get another player in. So he could be stupid and then incur the wrath of that football club because as far as I'm concerned, it's quite clear to every, everyone in the world now knows what, what, what I did state three and a half months ago. 
that Harry Kane wanted to leave Tottenham to win trophies. That's a fact. It is. It's a fact. Uh, but but what what the thing that's frustrating me more than anything is that actually looking on Twitter, looking on social media, there is actually a subtle undertone from Tottenham fans that are now starting to get quite frustrated with him and starting to get quite angry with him. There was the loyals, diehards like yourself who still believe, and you always will because that's football. However, there are a lot of fans uh, that are getting frustrated. And, you know, back back to the PSG, because that's what this, this podcast is about, and, and player power, player power uh, for Messi is, is unbelievable. But there's another question that gets thrown out as well, is FFP. Um, the reason how they've got this done allegedly is that uh, UEFA have now relaxed the FFP rules for this season due to COVID. Mm. Well, Agenda? how else are you going to sign all those players on a free transfer in one summer? without breaking FFP. I mean, City, 105.8 million for Grealish. That's the official figure, not hundreds. 105.8, considering Liverpool signed players for 7.5 million. Um, and then you have also Manchester United. I mean, how much did they spend on Jadon Sancho? You yeah, know, so and three million. Well, Chelsea have just Chelsea. spent 100 million on Lukaku. 97.8 or something <laughs> ridiculous like that, you know? And, and the reality... million. Yeah, yeah. Understand, I, mean, I mean, it's absolute... I have this debate with people all the time, just to sum this up, right, before we get back to the Galacticos to, to finish it up. My wife and other people in my world say, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. How on earth could you pay someone £25 million a year to kick a ball around? And I always say, yeah, I agree with you. It is far too much. But what you have to understand is the clubs that are paying the money, it's not hitting them in the pocket because they're earning that back tenfold in 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 shirt sales, in merchandise, in media, in revenue from sponsorship alone. And, and at the end of the day, if you have all these clubs that can afford it, it's just a straight bidding war, isn't it? It really is as simple as that. And if you were in that position, what are you going to do? You're going to take the money, and that's how it is, because football is now a business as well as uh, uh, the world's leading contact sport game slash now non-contact sport but uh, uh, you know as far as we're concerned back to that Galacticos team where do you think they're going to come in the Champions League this season? Um, I don't I don't think it's as obvious to say that they're going to win it you know people are saying they're going to steamroll the, the Champions League and they, I think they're more of a team than that Real Madrid Galacticos team uh, they look more of a team they look like the jigsaw and more of a jigsaw that fits we don't know we don't know because we don't know how often they're going to be able to get that team out. Mm. Neymar, Neymar goes through periods where he just can't be bothered. Uh, Messi might be given the same sort of freedom in a way to maybe... Oh, I've broke my toenail. I better give it a miss today. Yeah, pick and choose the games. That and Bappe play. plays every week. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he, will, he will continue to play every week. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. We don't know until they all get on the pitch together and we see, you know, there's, you think about the power dynamic in that dressing room as well. Cool. The voices that have just come into the bloody dressing room is unbelievable for me. You've got to take that, those things like that into consideration. You wait till something goes wrong. You wait till it's nil-nil at halftime away in Lyon. Valenciennes. Yeah, you you know, and and it's a a cold cold Tuesday night on the French Riviera. (laughs) And, And you've got, you've got Messi ramos in there um you know people that, that, have, that have big personalities in there i'll be turning around and if i was in there i'll say look mate 
I'm on 15 grand a week in this team. You're on 25 million pounds a year with your gold tinted and gold encrusted shoelaces for your boots. Get your ass out there, start sweating for the cause and earn your crust. That's what I'd say to him. If you don't like it, leave. And I know, I know that I would be terminated immediately, but you could imagine saying that and just to bring him back down to earth. There's kids that would do anything to play for this football club. And you are more interested at when your next appointment is at Salt Bay's Meat Restaurant. You know? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And, and I think I think that's a wonderful way to, to end the show this evening. James, tell us where you can find us if they want to be involved in this enigmatic, illustrious, sensual chat on football. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant, James. Well done. <laughs> Immerse yourself in the extravagance. You're absolutely right with saying that as well. So you can find us on Twitter at TTM Sports. You can find us on YouTube. Just search TTM Sports. You can also find us on 96.6 Froom FM on the State of Play radio show. Absolutely. available on Mixcloud. So there is a new episode of that out right now as well. But you have forgot one more avenue where the listeners can get us. They can get us at www.thinktwicemedias.com. Send us a message, get in touch, and we'll look forward to listening to you very, very soon. Thanks for listening to the TTM Sports Show this evening. My name is James Harrison. I'm James Hounsell. And we'll see you again. See you soon. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.